We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Backliners podcast. It's Agro and Barracuda for once. It's not uh, Hello. as per I'm usual. Back. Oh my God, I've got the audio working. <laughs> That's what I'm talking nice. about. Baby. It's like it's like I've never left. Uh, Barry, when was the last time you and I did a podcast episode together? It's been it's been well over a month, right? Yeah, December wasn't great for me, and then before that, I think we might have done one around Thanksgiving. I think maybe. Yeah, we must have done one around Thanksgiving, right? Sure, hopefully, sure, yeah, at some point. Um, well, it's good to have you back, young Barry. Uh, can you believe that it's time for us to talk about, like, worlds? Yeah, no, that doesn't seem real. That, it's uh, insane. I think it's also, because I'm a bit out of Smite now, it just kind of feels like I blinked, and then, like, October to January happened. Mm-hmm. And yep. so that there's not, like, these major events anymore i'm just kind of like oh it's worlds oops it's worlds time um like that seems very it still it just doesn't feel real that worlds is this weekend so so crazy uh you are not going to worlds is that correct yeah that is correct you're the worst i hate you i know i'm sorry Um, i hate me too it's like it's crazy to think that this is gonna be the first worlds you've ever not gone to i know Right in ten years, this has been a mainstay of your of your schedule. I know exactly in, in the year. Uh, now you're going to be wa- surely you're going to like set like you're not going to be doing things this weekend, right? Like, are you going to like? Sit oh yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm going to watch every game. Well, I mean, obviously, like Friday, I can't, but sure, sure. Uh, Saturday and Sunday for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I want to stream it, but we'll just see how that happens if it happens yeah you probably will get a lot of viewers restreaming so not yeah. a, not a bad business decision from you i suppose but that's the thing i kind of want to like vibe i kind of just yeah i kind of just want to like it's true exist. you've never gotten a chance that was my experience like last year was that i'd never yeah. gotten to just like sit there and watch a worlds happen um, it'd be funny i could just turn my stream on and just like go watch worlds in yeah my, you basically like, could like, in my living room yeah you're not wrong you actually probably could do that i mean <laughs> yeah get get your boys together you know we'll have a little watch party at yeah. your house. like it, it would be fun um that, that's what time. i'm thinking yeah i don't know if i i mean i i want to stream it but i don't know if i will yeah fair um, enough. 
Yeah, that's that's the current thing. Things are weird right now, but yeah. they're they're getting better. I feel yeah. I feel you on that. Well, let's talk a little bit about what we saw in the group stage uh, this last weekend, just real briefly oh. before we start talking about predictions. Can Brother, we... what was that? That <laughs> okay, was thank the you. thank you. Yes, let's put a, let's let's get some hot takes going here, Barry. Okay, because I'm itching to get some hot takes out. It's been a long time since we've podcasted, uh-huh. especially you and me together. I'm feeling mm-hmm. spicy today. Let's call a spade a spade. Okay. It was a lot of fun smite to watch because it was a lot of ugly smite. Like, this mm-hmm. this event did not make me think that any of these teams, not a single team that played over this last weekend, if they play the way they did over this weekend, will, will they will get embarrassed. They will go, oh, what? It would be 08 against the mm-hmm. top four seed. Uh, I don't care if you're the Ravens, the Kings, the Scarabs, or, the, or Hex Mambo. I felt like every single one of these teams had a lot of really, really bad drafts, a lot of bad execution, a lot of bad like mechanical plays. I, I don't know what was going on in the studio this weekend, but it was fun to watch at the very least. Yeah, I think it was definitely a mix of people playing really bad and really good at the same time. And you yes. really didn't know which moment was going to be a good moment or a bad moment for teams. Um, so it was interesting and it was exciting to watch, but I was just so confused. I mean, Caron had to be like popping off in scrims, like <laughs> had to be. Same with I, Rat, bro. They they stuck with the Rat over and over and over again. Like every team loved Rat. Yeah, I I I, I feel like Rat does more than Caron does. So I I was fine with the Rat pick, even though his win loss was like terrible he was like oh and eight or whatever mm-hmm. um and then johnny got like his first win or the rats first win of the tournament yeah um but i i was fine with that just because it's a ganking jungler and i feel like ganking junglers are kind of always good but Karen, i think Karen was only good in the mage solo meta where like you're gonna throw out your two and then the mage is gonna have like long range poke and then there's no divers yep. like there's no divers in that in that meta. And yep. I think once Charon has to deal with divers and a jungler and a warrior diving, Charon becomes useless. Like, yep. warriors do not care about a silence. The warriors do not care that they're going to get a slight shield. Like, nope. it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, the initiations that the warriors, like, the class, were able to do, and the Charon would just be, like, casting his buttons... And doing nothing else. Like, there's, he wasn't able to do anything. And I like, I, I feel like he was just so much better in the mage meta. He just had to be popping off in scrims. Like, yep. teams had to be, like, top threeing him every game. And if you didn't get care on, you lost or something. Like, yep. I feel like SPL teams just came in with, like, a hard scrim meta. And then got, like, the carpet ripped up under their feet. Like, and it's... I don't know. It was just embarrassing by the SPL teams. And, I mean, okay, I don't want to take anything away from SEC, but I think I will take something away from SEC. By all means. The SPL teams just played bad. Awful. They Terrible. just played bad. bad. Straight up. Yep. Bad drafts, bad execution. Yep. Bad. I think this was the worst SPL weekend 
I've seen in a long time, like across like SPL team performances. Yep. And again, the SEC teams did play good, but I don't think that I should ever be in a headspace where I'm like, I think three SEC teams are going to go to Worlds. <laughs> like, yep. that should never be a thought in my head of like, oh, wow, like people like Yarkor and BMT, like some of the most mechanical gifted players in that tournament. Yeah, they're just not going to be there. Yeah. Like, how are they playing so bad? Yeah, you just can't, you can't tell me that no matter what the meta is, no matter what is happening, uh, that Tuba should be playing ADC at Worlds over Yarkor. You know what I mean? And and I got to give Tuba some props. I thought that he was going to really struggle this weekend. He played much better than I thought he would. Yeah. uh, And really held his own. Uh, And... Looked like a very, uh, very solid piece of that Wardens team that really popped off. But at the end of the day, we're talking about your freaking core. Like, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? It's not, it's, it was baffling to me that these teams were struggling on this level. And I really felt like you're right in that they were just slow. It was, it was bad execution, particularly for the Kings um, and particularly Mm -hmm. for Twig, who continued to really struggle this event. But also, the drafts felt really odd. Like, where where was... Wh- why was this Raijin so heavily prioritized? Why did that get nine picks in mid? That god went three and six and looked... Rapio played it well, but that's a guy who has roll-swapped over to mid. You expect his god pool to be somewhat small. And when Raijin has been really strong most of the year, and then he gets nerfed, it makes sense to me that he's going to keep going to it. In my mm-hmm. opinion, that god is not playable at at a high level right now. I just think he doesn't do enough. But it wasn't mm-hmm. just Rapio picking it. It was a lot of teams picking it. And I just, like, could... It baffled me when Baba Yaga looked insanely good. Like, insanely broken. Uh, Thoth looked really good. I thought Cuckoo looked pretty solid. Um, I thought the junglers getting picked, like, in the soul lane... Like, why were we picking Wukong so often, man? Like, that god looked oh, so yeah. bad in comparison. You know what I saw out of solo lane? You better be able to start a fight if you're a solo laner. And Wukong does mm-hmm. not start a fight very well. My mans went 3-9 and nine over the yeah, week. Yeah, there were some initiations Wukong's had that were, like, half decent but i completely agree with you um the vast majority of wukong gameplay and wukong initiations it was like a blink like ox form and i'm like what terrible like that's like blink sylvanas ulting now like yeah there you don't have these big mage abilities that are going to kill somebody off of a knockup right now yeah um that's just like it's not the meta you need team fights to just be longer than that you need your initiation to be better and like i think nike looked relatively good i think haddock's made nike look really good um and i don't think other people really played up to that level um i think osiris the second most tied for osiris with the second most picked nike went six and one osiris went five and two uh yeah osiris seemed crazy i yes i thought i saw like a tier list on twitter or something about osiris being bottom I <laughs> yeah think. i think it was like dishonored or something like that yeah and yeah, that was rough and i 
yeah, Osiris looked insane. Like, yep. he was unkillable. He was just, I'm, I can't remember who, what team it was, um, but he was just able to blink on the mage kind of every single fight and just solo the mage, basically. Probably um, Deathwalker. I really like Deathwalker's Osiris build. Yeah. He was going with, like, Heavy Xe. Um, I thought that was really good. Why? Okay. This is another critique of mine. Uh, I'm just gonna be unhinged. I think I, uh, I'm I give give it directly in my veins, baby. Keep going. Why is it every year at this tournament people just like swap to whatever Deathwalker's doing? Because Deathwalker does think about what he's doing instead of just ba- he he is one of the less feels based. I'm not saying he isn't a feels based player because he is for sure. But uh-huh. I do think that he puts more critical thought into what he's doing than the average SPL player. Yeah, but like, and he pe- he, should... he picks he picks things that that facilitate what solo laners has have historically succeeded in doing. Remember that Deathwalker was like going blow for blow with who I think is indisputably the best solo laner of all time, who was Benji. And Benji mm-hmm. understood that what that role needed to do just implicitly. Like, he just mm-hmm. got it. Uh, and Deathwalker is picking Osiris and just tethering your backline. And then te- then uh, the backline goes, we can't kill this guy. And so then other teams start doing that because it's, like, really good. Um, yeah. Well, why don't they just do that at any other point in the year? Well, you know, Barra, it's because it doesn't feel as fun, I imagine. Um, like, I it saw... Doesn't, like, like, Deathwalker doesn't always dominate lane. He often dominates team fights, but sometimes he has to, like, take a little bit of a backseat in lane. Not at this event, because solo laners at this event, I thought beyond uh, Haddix and Deathwalker, were incredibly underwhelming um, with, with the way that they were playing. Uh which is kind of funny because I thought Solo was like one of the best roles at this event. Like, well, yeah. in like the most impactful roles. I mean, not yes. like performance-wise, but like ability to make an impact. Um, yep. Because like the team fights that Haddix and Deathwalker were starting, it was like okay, we you can't win the team fight. <laughs> like, yep. Someone got a really good initiation. Or Deathwalker soloing your mage, or Haddix's blink, like, Nike ulting four people, like... And then I remember someone else playing Nike, and they just, like, blink, toed, and then the ADC dashed away. He jumped on them, and he, like, whipped him three times, and he was, like, 20% health. Like... What? <laughs> like, yeah. If you you're telling me you could do that at any point? Like, just I'm... win the team fight for me, dog. Like, I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta say it at least once. I am very glad, like, Warriors looked insanely strong during this event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was glad to see that the initial takes of Warriors are still bad and Mage Solos are still OP after the last patch notes was not the case. Uh, I appreciate the fact that the meta did shift away from that, and I don't want to, you know, make a... I'm not trying to go, I told you so, or anything like that. Uh, I am simply glad that this was what the meta looked like um, in Solo. Because mm-hmm. if you would have told me when I was working on that patch and like really worried about it, um, that this is what this meta would look like, I would 
sleep very soundly for the one hour that my son let me sleep that night. Uh, <laughs> I'd feel very good uh, in that. So I feel very good about how the solo meta worked. I cannot wait to see what like Baskin and Fine OK are like cooking up. Um, Mages. I'm gonna throw up uh, if that <laughs> if that happens. I'm gonna be so mad if that's the case. There's no way, dude. Warriors looked so OP at this event, man. They looked so OP. <laughs> they look so OP. Don't say that. I didn't even th- it didn't even cross my mind that they might play mages now, man. That now I'm I've ruined you. I'm ruined. <laughs> These. For these two or three days before Worlds, oh, you're going to be like, no. what if they pick one? What if they pick one? It's going to be like 10th pick. They don't know soul and they're going to cover Ryzen or something. The whole yeah. crowd is going to boo. They're all going to stand up and point right at me and Lermy and like boo as loud as possible. And I'm going to I'm gonna be so sad. Um, they can blame you in real life now. They can. I wish they won't. Uh, but they might. <laughs> you never know. Um yeah, overall, uh, about the teams, I guess, that qualified, um, mm-hmm. well, first of all, big shout-out to the Wardens. Uh, that team way overperformed my expectations. Literally all five players played better than I thought they would. Um, yeah, they were like the fifth or sixth team going into it or something? Yeah, yeah. Or like in NA or whatever, yeah. Yep, they're the one who upset uh, Sam for Soccer's team, um, and yeah, they, they played great. Nog is like a legit superstar in the making that guy is so good um i was gonna say i think he's like the player of the tournament honestly he played Um, he played lights out man he really did i thought elion was like i thought his god pool may have hurt them a little bit because he was picking like maui is such a feast or famine pick but he made it look really really solid he had so many like game-changing alts um Mm -hmm. i thought he played great like i said i thought tuba would be getting gaffed he really didn't um, Tuba played really good. Tuba I was played very really impressed solid. With Tuba. The the wardens in general, big shout outs to them, man. They played great. Um, the Ravens, I thought, looked like the best team by a pretty wide margin. That being said, their duo lane looked like one of the worst duo lanes by a pretty wide margin. Um, I thought that was the Haddock Scream Ven Carry Project. Uh, Hurry and Zap. More so Zap than Hurry, but both kind of took turns sprinting it a little bit in duo. Um, yeah, I was I was pretty annoyed with how Ravens were playing. Um, I think that those sloppy early games just cannot happen at Worlds. Like, yeah, they they were making it, like four or five mistakes per lane, where one mistake will lose them a game at World. Like, yeah, on the stage. Well, I mean, especially now that the teams have been decided. I mean, we can get to that later. But, like, since they have to play Dragons, yeah, like, you cannot give Coast a leave. Bro, like, Coast and Mike must be, like, literally, like, salivating. Just, like... That's what I was going to say. They're, they're like, dude, I'm going to pick on her. I'm going to be, like, 4-0 and at level 6. Like, it's going to be curtains for that team. Like... Haddock's and Scream in particular played really, really great. I thought Ven played really solid. It won't yeah, matter. Agreed. It, it literally won't matter if you give that Dragons team a duo lead like what we like what we saw. Um, and you know who's going to be over there too? It's going to be Dardes on Maman mid, and he's gonna he's gonna make Zap go like oh and nine. Um, oh, true. Yeah, the picks and bans are going to be hard against Dragons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can get into that matchup here in a moment, but yeah, Ravens mm-hmm. looked like the best team, uh, outside of duo, which severely concerns me if I'm a Ravens fan. Um, but yeah, Ravens, Haddock's looks like the best he's ever, I think that we were talking about Haddock's, 
maybe was that with you or with with Bobby when you were out that like Haddock's died like three times in three games or something like that in a in a three zero against them. And I felt like he wasn't really, like, frontlining enough. He was, like, kind of KDA saving as a frontliner, which is a cardinal mm. sin. He was not doing that at all. He was willing to die for good fights. He was initiating really well. I thought that was about as good as I've ever seen Haddock's play. And that's a mm-hmm. really good sign for the Ravens. Yeah, I well, Warriors being meta and the Warriors that are in meta, like, will just always favor Haddock's. If yep. strong frontliners are meta, Haddock's will shine. Yep. And... In my opinion, strong frontliners are meta. Yep. Um, we'll see if Nika gives him, I assume, not the same amount of room that a player like Julio would. Yes. Because um, Julio, or I don't know if you saw the post-game interview, Haddix was just like, I was against a brute minion. He, um, I'm going to be real, he was right. <laughs> like, Julio was, was, was stinky that set <laughs> in lane. Uh, also, why are teams not valuing totems? I don't like, know, bro. There were some games where it was like 9-0 totems. Yep. Like, y- you were costing your entire team the game if you were going down 0-9 to nine in totems. Like, yep. duo lane is over <laughs> if they get 9 totems. Like, I don't know. Sure. All the mana sustain, all the poke that you're going to eat over 9 totems. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how... Ravens, I, I assume it's impactful in mid as well, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, for sure. No, you're good. Ravens, uh, I'm high on. Hex Mambo, I don't know, man. I just can't get that excited about this team. I know that they've got Johnny. I know that, like, you know, Spudio is, is a really good player. This team looked really one-dimensional to me. Uh, I thought... Oh, ca- Go ahead. Yeah, Callan Warrens beat them four games in a row. Uh, against Hex Mambo? I think that was, I think that was Hex Mambo, right? Or is that a different team? No, that was a different team. Let's see. They oh, beat okay. The Wardens 2 of the Hounds, which was absolutely crazy. Yeah, I guess we could talk about, like, the Hounds and Glads, as those are the SPL teams that got uh, mm-hmm. eliminated. Um, oh, Scarabs. Okay, okay. It was Scarabs. Yeah, yeah, Scarabs. There you go. Um, yeah, I thought... I don't know, man. I thought this this Hounds Warden set, like, it was kind of just, like, Nog really popping off. And I thought Elyon had a really sick game here as well. He went 0-0-13 when his team had 14 kills, like, as a support. That is crazy uh, kill participation. Um, slash also 13 out of 14 kill participation, um, which is really impressive. But I thought... Neil uh, was struggling. They went Caron um, both games for him, so that wasn't a, that mm-hmm. wasn't great. Uh, I thought Oath was really. I thought Oath was looking like the the less impactful jungler between him and Slash, which I never would have said going into that set. Um, Ducky was was really good game two on Odin, but your Odin like you can't really do it all by yourself. Um, was that the game they had Odin with, like, no follow-up? Yeah, they had Tiamat, Rat, yeah. like, you know, just not, not that impressive. I thought Stu uh, disappointed me in this set. Like, you know, like I said, I think that the duo lane for the Hounds is where you're looking for them to kind of make a separation, and I thought Tuba outplayed Stu for the most part in this set. 
Um, mm-hmm. Hounds just kind of got beat across the board, um, which I'm sure was very disappointing uh, for them. Um, yeah, in my opinion, the Hounds trajectory just followed the path that it was following this year and just ended like fizzled out like yep they started like fiery hot and then got worse and then got worse and then they just like ended at the bottom yes uh and kind of similar for the gladiators um this set just they just got rolled i mean 26 minutes 25 minutes 30 minutes against hex mambo um i i will say this I know, and I will admit to some amount of bias here, because, you know, everyone knows that I'm good friends with Snoopy. Uh, It certainly wasn't Snoopy's best year, by any means. But I thought this Gladiators front line was one of the weakest SPL front lines we've seen in a long time. Um, Jake was by far the best support in the league, Phase 1. He has been, I I think, by far the worst support since then. Uh, I don't, you know, it's understandable how he gets there. Uh, you know, it's, um, he got absolutely snaked in my opinion, um, by the Warriors and that's going to do a lot to kill your mental. Um, but man, I thought Jake, like this whole phase, I thought Jake was really, was really struggling and Kana as Mm -hmm. well. I know he's on ping, but I mean, we're talking like some decision-making, um, just the way he's, he's playing and building and all that kind of stuff. I, I feel like the gladiators, Frontline meant that the the rest of that team just had next to no chance of success, in my opinion, uh, because I think the game is just so frontline oriented um, that they were going to struggle like no matter what. Yeah, I I agree, but I will also say that their backline did play pretty awfully this event. Yes, um, I would definitely agree. I I don't think Snoopy knows how to play with Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, and their chemistry and lack of chemistry was showing through a lot. And then both of them were just making a ton of individual mistakes and just not playing off of each other correctly. Yeah. Um, and it just, it just showed. And then also, uh, I think Jake picked Caron a fair bit. Yep. Um, and Caron is a, in my opinion, a pretty selfish pick. I think it might feel good for the person playing it, but as a backline, when you get like blinked on or double blinked on, you're like, "Okay, dog, like shield me, like silence me, like here we go, do anything for me." And you, he just doesn't do anything. But I think it feels good for the person playing it, maybe. Yep. But in my opinion, if you're gonna pick Caron, just pick Ganesh. I think Ganesh just does. A better job than Caron, like in yeah. But Ganesh gets mid- less. You know, Ganesh gets less damage, right? That is true. He does. He does get less damage. <clears throat> and yeah. but also, you know, giving your support free last hits the entire laning phase is pretty cool. Or giving your ADC free last hits uh, is pretty cool. And then you know, like silencing for like you know eighteen seconds, and then also like shredding prots and slowing and yeah. But you know that they, they deal less damage, like. As Ganesh, right? Well, like maybe, but like my Ganesh is is pretty good, right? Um, well, that's just you're built different. Like I, I'm built different. I have a I have a Ganesh and a Geb in the pool. Yeah, um, and a Shing Chen, and a Shing Chen, and, and a Shing Chen. Yeah, yep. yeah, can't be forgetting you, about that. Yeah, Can what's the Shing Chen gameplay? Honestly. That's what I'm saying, bro. You know what Osiris doesn't like to see? Shing Chen. 
True. That that is some strong peel. Yep, strong peel. And, and a lot of his damage were, through basics. People were playing like overly aggressive lanes. I mean, you saw like Maui's and Ishtar's, but outside of that, I feel like as the tournament went on, the lanes got slower and slower. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, maybe it picks back up a worlds, or like the fast paceness um, picks back up a worlds in the dual lane. But I, in my opinion, it just slowed down. Um, yeah, I I feel like you could have got away with more late game picks uh, by going more flag, um, and then also if just pick an aggressive soul laner. If you get like the first few totems, the aggressive lane can't really do too much because they'll run out of mana. True. Um, and I don't know why I did. I don't know why people weren't doing that because i feel like you just nullify the aggressive lane especially with adc's going cow right now like they just run oom in two seconds without a totem mm. um and yeah that's uh, i just feel like people should be doing that um yeah it's i feel like the peel supports with the warriors being back in are really good um i did see El leon i think have a really rough sylvanas game but he was into like ganesh and then, like, three gods, I would just CC him until death. It was like Ganesh Hoonbots. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And he would just get CC'd until death. But, yeah, I don't know. It's It seemed like a weird meta overall. Um, or a very mixed meta. But I think a Worlds will see a bit more definition and picks and <clears throat> ideas. Yes, I agree. I think the Worlds meta will be pretty different. Um, and I'm excited to see it, for sure. Um Real quick, let's talk about the Scarabs. Uh, this is April, Deathwalker, Ecro, My Silent Zeros. Um, oh, I for some reason I was just mixing up Deathwalker and Hex Mambo. Like, yeah, I, he, he was, so, he was like, on Mambo last year. Uh, yeah, he's just ingrained in my brain. Um, yeah. I think April is the real deal. That dude's a beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, very impressed with him. I don't know, man. Well. Yeah, let's just actually get into the matchups. Let's do it that way because I was gonna because they're the first matchup anyways. It's them versus the Sticks Ferryman. Here's the deal, okay? Baskin Deathwalker, absolutely banger lane to start out Worlds. Right? We're talking Friday at twelve thirty p.m. You get to watch Deathwalker versus Baskin. What an absolute treat that is gonna be. The rest of it, I'm less you know like. April, I'm, I'm very high on. I thought the dual lane for the Scarabs was fine, but you've got a Roar Cyclone to go up against. Zeros just has his style, man. Zeros is going to pick what Zeros is going to pick, and Zeros it, is going to... It's style versus style in the mid lane. Like, yeah. both players... And like... Paul is just the best mid laner that's ever lived. You know, like... <laughs> and it's not like... It's not like he just does the passive farm thing. Like, he will jam it. He will pick Uller... And jam it down your throat if you let him. Like, he will play a lane-dominant style if you give him the space. And the Scarabs mm-hmm. might just give him the space. I mean, the Ferrymen, for my money, are the favorites. Uh, I think many people feel that way. I just don't... I think Baskin has been the best solo laner this year uh, pretty consistently. Sot had his, like, unbelievable peak in Phase 1. But other than that, I think Baskin has looked... Has, has far and away impressed me the most. Um, I feel like this is the worst matchup for the Scarabs because their strongest side is the is the right side of the map. It's April and Deathwalker, and Sino and Baskin work so well together. And I think Baskin is the best solo laner. So, and he's played against Deathwalker 
he's not going to be like Deathwalker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I don't think Deathwalker is going to be able to control all the totems like he was previously. Which <laughs> no, makes, man. No, like, he's going to pick Ama and he's going to jam it. Like that's what's going to happen, right? Like you're not gonna you're not going to get a free lane against Mooney. Um, and then also Sino has his days where he's just in your lane over and over again, especially yep. in solo. Um, and Sino is, like, you can call that guy an inter, you know, you can not like his picks. That dude has performed at every single Worlds event he's ever played at. Like, he is not going to be one to, like, choke uh, on a stage. That's usually where he plays his best smite. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, the rest of Ferrymen are also like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why they're the favorites. <laughs> Just kind of unlucky. Because they've got a lot of rings across all five players. Uh, Woody might be getting his here. Uh, we'll have to see. I am going to take our predictions for, for each match. Um, mm. but yeah, this one's a 2-0 pretty easily. 2-0 Ferryman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me as well. Uh how do I how do I usually do this? Uh, okay, so it's fairy versus scarabs. Could I have written this out in my notebook ahead of time? Yep. Did I? Nope. Because <laughs> that's the podcast experience you all have learned to love. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. I, I think fairy men are gonna run away with this one. Um, but I am excited to see Deathwalker versus Baskin, for sure. Uh, I think the only chance the Scarabs have is the first five minutes of game one. And if they can start something in that time frame, they can open it up. But if they can't, I think that Ferryman will take it very easily 2-0. You think, like, the, you, need... you think the Zeros team is going to do something pre-five minutes? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They need to. <laughs> they, they need to find the gas... And just turn it on. Yeah. Whatever gas that is anywhere, like, I don't care if you're invading somewhere, like, invading, like, the mid-solo on, like, solo side, and you're just trying to 50-50 that camp or something and trying to steal something, you need to do something that an SPL team of that caliber is not used to. Like, you need to just pull the rug out. Like, just slap them in the face, not in person, but in the game. And just try to figure out one way to just catch them off guard to where they are not completely comfortable loading into that game. Or, like, within the before the five-minute mark, they need to be not comfortable. Because if they're comfortable and you just let them play their style, they are going to stomp you. Excuse me. Sorry. I was thinking, though, I've got the strat here for the Scarabs, okay? Here's what you do. Okay. Remember when Deathwalker solo invaded adapting? I think it was season... I want to say it was season five when he was on Rival. Um, he, like, mm-hmm. solo invaded adapting, playing Erlong solo. Uh, and, like, either stole his camp or killed him or almost killed him, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. They need to do that to Sino. Um, they need to really get Sino worked up. They need to they need to get Deathwalker, you know, ahead. Uh, give him the Erlang. Meet him, meet him at the... At the blue and speed you know pulled together or whatever that's not sino i know but whatever uh and just do some meet nonsense. him somewhere yeah meet him yeah. somewhere do some nonsense that's the play um all right jade dragons up against highland ravens who you like here barry uh i okay this is gonna sound bad but i'm gonna say dragons 
Why would that Just, sound bad? You're a, you're a, you're an impartial observer these days, Ben. Yeah, but I want to cheer for Ravens because I like them, but I also feel like it is just going to be Dragons. Um, I think Coast has reinvigorated this team and Mm -hmm. added a lot of spice to them and kind of brought them back from the... uh, I don't want to say complacency, um, but it's like... Un, I don't know if it's like unknown complacency. It's like complacency that you can't do anything about. Yep. Uh, where you just, but I don't think that's complacency because I feel like complacency is like doing it actively. They were they were just stuck. They were stuck in a rut. They yeah, were, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. They were stuck in a um, rut involuntarily. Yeah. Uh, and then I feel like Coase has kind of brought this team back. Um, I'm sure Mike is enjoying his time more with coast versus vote mm-hmm. um probably just i feel like the style probably people. i feel like the styles <laughs> probably mesh oh right that's probably yeah that makes more sense yeah, yeah. okay um, yeah, I, I gotta and... miss on that. <laughs> what is coast uh, oh no is, <laughs> is he scottish no i don't know i don't, I don't, I don't know. know what coast is um yeah, I feel like Coast is probably closer to like that Pandicat style of playing where you can kind of just get him a lead and then just leave him to his own devices and just kind of let him force the 1v1s and play that style. Um, whereas Vote was kind of more of a safe farmer. Uh, he'll get to team fights and he'll pop off there. Mm-hmm. And Coast just kind of gives you that extra win condition. Nothing, obviously, bad against Vote because I played that style for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um but I know what exploits that style, and that's why we always struggled against PBM and Pandacat, because mm-hmm. he would give Pandacat a lead, and I'm like, guys, I need help with my purples. Okay, no one's coming over. All right, see you later. <laughs> yeah. I'm losing another purple. And then, like, they would just get, like, deep vision, and then you just get choked out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have to, like, fight him. But I, I think Nika is going to play very well against Haddix. Um, and last, last worlds played phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did, he had like his pop-off performance and I mean, last played well, in my opinion, kind of all of last year. Um, well, I guess like 2022 20, at this point. Um, and I think he played better at worlds and I, hope that the dual lane of ravens can turn it around but i don't see them turning it around and magically gaining all this synergy and magically stop making all these mistakes and i don't think ravens looked really clean at the event um and dragons are now coming into this event with knowing how the ravens are going to play because um, mm-hmm. they saw like five or six Ravens games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just extra downloadable information. And then Ravens probably have like one or two days of scrims before they leave. And that's probably going to be like three or four scrim sets. And then like you're going to pick some bands. And I don't think they're going to be able to change that much going into this event. And it you're going against, in my opinion, your worst enemy in a duo pressure team. 
with your team, the, st- the the you and Ven teams have always struggled against the PBM teams in playoff events yep. in particular. Um, maybe may, you know maybe they come out and pop off and it was we find out all along it was just your fault that it was that it was that would be really funny. You know that would be really funny. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, yeah, I me will either, say but this: it would be funny. I think there is a non-zero chance that Steve comes out and looks like Zatman of old. And if they get a lead in duo, if he like styles on coast, gets a lead in duo, punches them in the mouth, game one, hard carries, takes all the wind out of the duo lane sails, they could win this set. That is the only uh, avenue to winning this set for them. In my I opinion. think that's a zero chance based off of how coast played at the last worlds. I think that is a fair assumption. I think that because it is the only chance the Ravens have. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. They just need to... Ravens, if they could teleport to 15 or 20 minutes, even against the Dragons, they have a really good shot. Because mm. um, I think that's when uh, Shot Calling can come in and Haddix can control the game. If, if you can get Haddix to that point of the 15 to 20, 25 minutes... They can win the set if yep. if they start losing. If it's five k down by fifteen to twenty minutes, I think dragons. Unless they miraculously throw a late game fight, uh, I think that dragons are going to win. Yeah, what's uh, what's your set count here? I'm going two zero J dragons. I I would say two one dragons. I think maybe Haddock's going to hyper carry a game. Sure, but. I think Dardes and Last are going to play really well against Vin and Scream in the mid lane um, and not let them kind of run the map. And Last played insanely well Last Worlds. Coast played insanely well Last Worlds. I think PBM has a relatively good performance kind of every Worlds. Um, so I can't see him faltering. Um, I mean, there's the curse with like Dardes and Nika, but I think that curse has kind of been lifted. With all their new teammates. Yep. Um, so yeah, I I would say two one. Fair enough. All right, Levi's Hex Mambo. Um, this is Johnny's team up against the Leviathans. I mean, it's uh, just Levi's. It's just Levi's two zero, right? Like, there's no. Yeah. Is there any? This is the set. Do you think that Mambo or Scarabs have a better chance to take a game? Mm, probably Mambo. I agree. Because remember, last year, this Leviathan's team uh, looked really bad at Worlds. Uh, they had really bad drafts. They executed really poorly. Um, that's your hope here if you're Hex Mambo. If they come out and play their game, enjoy your time on the stage because uh, it won't be the, you won't be there long. Uh, Leviathan's team. Is just too good. That's the big thing. Um, okay. For the most interesting of the quarterfinal matchups, in my opinion, uh, just for, for narrative purposes, for storyline, it's genetics up against the Camelot Kings. It's the Oni Warriors versus the Camelot Kings. Oh, that is hilarious. I that think the, so the crowd is going to be heavily Kings favored here, is my expectation. Oh, yeah. I think they 100%. are going to be losing their minds for Kings playing well. Here's the thing. The Kings looked not good at all at this group stage. Uh-huh. Uh, 
there is a non-zero chance this set is over in less than an hour, including picks and bands time. <laughs> like it was, re- <laughs> I am worried. I am worried about this set not going very, very long. But imagine if they, wait. if the Warriors lose Game One, if the Warriors lose Game One, it could get ugly really quick. Like it could easily turn into a tilt fest. It could easily turn into the whole crowd going for the Kings, all that kind of stuff. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this set is going to be like less than 90 minutes total um, with the Warriors winning 2-0, but there's a chance. Right? Technically. Yeah, I think Warriors 2-0 is set. Yeah, okay, cool. We can move on from that. Uh, I think that Kings are kind of in the same position as Ravens, um, but in a much worse position. Uh, like a similar position, but much worse. I think Kings looked very flat. Um, I think they looked uncoordinated. This is just not the Kings that we saw last year. No, um, it is not. And it they just... The skill is still there, but I think that they just don't have a way to harness it and to play Bro, together. Bro, their front line... Uh, their front line... It, it, look, genetics is an unbelievable player, one of the best players in the league, one of the best supports that have ever, has ever played. He was not the difference between the Kings and how they're playing right now and the Kings of last year. Twig, yeah. you know, his life circumstances, having a kid, I've said many times in this podcast, it, it you, you're, the sleep that you get is so different. It does not surprise me at all that he's struggling. Um, I did realize that I get to sleep in a hotel room where no kid is going to wake me up. I can't wait. I'm going to go to bed at 8 p.m. on Thursday when I get in because it's going to be a quiet hotel room. I'm so excited. It's literally like the thing I'm second most excited about. Uh, That's the most dad thing I've ever heard. Dude, I can't wait. It's going to be so nice. I'm going to sleep. You aren't going to see me out at night at all. It's not because I don't want to or like I'm not about having fun. I just can't wait to sleep and not get woken up. It's going to be great. Um, and Twig gets the same thing here, you know? He gets to sleep at a hotel room. Oh, true. It could be a different... I'm not even kidding. It could be a really big deal for him. Um, that being said... You're just going to wake up in a cold sweat like, where's the baby? I mean, yeah, I'm literally worried that I'm not going to be able to sleep anyways. Uh, like, what Twig's knows? fight selection... Historically, a big strength of his has been abysmal, abysmally bad uh, over the last few months. Um, it continued to be really bad at this event. Harry, you can say that the last meta didn't favor him. There is no excuse for him to be playing this poorly in this meta um, that is warrior-centric. Quig still looks like he is not integrated into this team at all. You know, It still looks like he just got picked up, in my opinion. And it's not that he's a bad player. It's just that the there's no interlocking work between him and Twig and Variety. Uh, and you're just not going to beat the best teams in the world where it's like you're a pickup team, um, which yeah, is the sense agreed. that I get from this front line. So that's why I expect them to not do well. But the hotel bed quiet could be big for Captain Twig. Keep an eye on that. Oh, that was a good one. Keep an eye on that. Yeah, um, honestly, I mean, they get, like, three hotel rooms, like, two people per hotel room. 
You guys should just put three people in one and just give Twig give like his ben own room. The best sleep that he's gotten uh-huh. in months. Let my man's cook. Like make him some tea. Yes. You know, tuck him in. Give him like, a little smooch on the forehead and uh-huh. let him go and let him snooze away, man. That's that's the move right there. Uh, like let Biggie sleep on the floor or something like, or just like put the mattresses together, you know, and just like. Have three people sleeping on two mattresses just just for Twig's sake. Just like, just for him, man. He deserves, he deserves it. it. He one hundred percent does. Um, okay, so we both have Ferryman and Jade Dragons in the first semifinal. Um, man, I don't know. Like I I've been high on the Dragons since they made their roster change. I still think the Ferrymen are the best team. Uh, that team. Even with the understanding that they all typically play very well at Worlds, they have at times uh, also had events where they don't play quite as well. You know, like Season 6 Splice, I remember uh, really underperforming, losing in quarters to eventually the champions in SK. Um, It has happened. I think the Dragons could have a chance here. I do think that it is their worst semifinal matchup, just because the Ferrymen are, I think, noticeably stronger than either of the other two teams, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to go 3-1 Ferrymen, but part of me wants to take the leap here and say Dragons, but I'm going to fend off that that voice in my head and, and lock in the Ferrymen 3-1. Oh, I, you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, I was going to go 3-1 Ferryman. Um, I feel like Ferrymen are just too cohesive right now. Um, I feel like Baskin is just too good. Um, and I also feel like, like we touched on earlier, the rest of them just play extremely well at Worlds time. I don't think this team has had a bad Worlds in years. Uh, I, th- I don't think the players... Like, Baskin played lights out last Worlds. And that was on, like three months of yep. smite and he's had like 15 months at this point um and then also i think that ferryman shot calling between baskin and cyclone and cyclone just always being consistent is just going to give them the edge over dragons i think that dragons might be able to catch one or two games um but i don't think they can win the set i don't know man i want i want to pull the trigger but I just can't. I can just see, I can just envision a world where Lass is playing the best smite of his life and Dardez is like, just Dardezing. You know, he's just picking these weird things. He's playing in weird ways. That unconventional style is such a benefit uh, against traditional teams. And I would say the Ferrymen are a very traditional team. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I'm not going to do it, but part of me wants to. Um, if Dardas outshines Paul, then they can win. Yes, that is what it will take. And I don't think that's an impossibility. I'm high on Dardas, but it's not going to be easy. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, then it's uh, Leviathans up against the Warriors in the other semifinal. This Ooh. one is a complete coin flip, in my opinion. Like, wh- where do you even... Where do you even, like, start? Because these teams are both, in my opinion, incredibly volatile. Yeah, I think Warriors just got worse uh, with genetics. 
Um, and I think that Leviathans have been on the up and up. Um, I think adapting... I've been watching his stream lately. Mm -hmm. That guy is crazy. Like, <laughs> He's locked That in. guy is just ridiculous. Like, I... I I don't watch that much Smite. I uh, I mean I've never watched that much Smite for like Twitch streams. Uh -huh. Um but I was locked into his stream for like three games straight and his Thor gameplay was perfect. Like mm -hmm. it was just perfect. And I think Fine Okay as well. Um I think their solo side of the map is just insanely good. I think PCAT and Ronnie I think they've had some synergy issues um, here and there, but I think lately they've been playing really well together. I think Shinto as well is uh, reinvigorated, um, and I, I'm, I would say three one Levi's. Honestly, I, I feel pretty, I feel pretty confident in Levi's. Um, I, I genuinely think Warriors have just gotten worse. Uh, yep. With the I I think genetics leaving made the entire league worse. <laughs> it kind of like, did, top, right? Top to bottom, he just like the made... only team that improved. The literal only team that improved from these roster changes were the dragons. Yep, that's it. Yep, and leviathans. Leviathans getting panda cat was big. Mm -hmm. And outside of that, it's just. He he made everyone worse. Yeah. And Hounds took it the hardest, man. Like They did. Hounds just got absolutely smacked. They did not yeah. deserve Okay, for how at the time, they were... I said at the time I didn't think Quig should leave. That I thought that the King situation was going to be worse than staying with the Hounds. And I wonder how different the league looks cuz I wonder if Coast leaves if Quig is still there, you know? Mhm. Mm yeah. I mean, they were, in my opinion, they were looking good. Like, Hounds were. were on the up and up. And then, it's literally like a plane getting shot out of the air. And then it just crashed <laughs> at this last Jeez. event. Like, Yeah, you're not wrong. They were taken off, they were, you know, <clears throat> gaining altitude, and then, yep, it just, it just got ugly. Yep, it's tough for them. Um, okay, you and I have been too similar so far we've agreed on literally everything except for j dragons versus ravens uh where we both have the same team winning but you had 2-1 i had 2-0 mm -hmm. i'm gonna get a little spicy here i'm gonna pick the warriors and here's why i think that team can gain a lot of momentum very quickly uh and i think i could see this set being a 3-0 for the warriors where they just get on a roll and the leviathans just can't gain any traction in this set uh, I think the Hello? I think the war I think the Warriors. Sorry, I'm, I just like stuck, got stun locked by my thoughts. Uh, I think the Warriors are going to win three in a row, but I think the Levi's are going to win game one. So I'm going to go three one Warriors. That's my that's my prediction, um, because the Warriors play a suffocating brand of Smite, you know. Um, they, they get ahead early, they have really dominant players, um, when they're ahead, and Panatama and Sot in particular, Pagan as well, um, so I think, yeah, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm really liking Warriors 3-1, um, in this scenario, 
Barra just texted me, did I DC? No, you are still there, and I can Hello? hear you. This is good podcast content, right? That Barra and I will just, will talk over text, um, but you'll be able to hear him anyways. Uh, that's so funny. I don't know what's going on on his end. This is the, I mean, we, we, we just knew that it was going to be something along these lines. You can hear me? I can't <laughs> hear you. <laughs> yep. Uh, what? Okay, I'm saying 3-1 Warriors. What? Okay. There you go. I texted How do I fix him. this? I don't know how you fix it. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't mute. This is, this is good, this is good no. podcast content. My sound's still working. Right here. No, my headphones are still working. The battery is... <laughs> Chad is trying to help what? him, uh, like, troubleshoot right now. This is just really good. This is really no. good content. Um, all right. Let's... Uh... Uh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait, Agar, change screens real quick so I can rejoin. Okay, here I go. Uh, we're changing screens. I'm not going to mute, though. Not mute. Do you change screens? <laughs> Chat, I need help. <laughs> I didn't do anything. He's coming back, everyone. Don't... Don't Hello? worry. Oh, are you back? Can you hear me? It's still think, not working. I don't think you can hear me, gang. Unlucky. <laughs> what a gr- what a great podcast, you know. This is this is what you guys come here for, right? Is for this moment. I'm just going to leave it up while he's while he's joining cuz nothing nothing gets there anyways. Yeah, I don't know if his Discord deafened by accident or what. Imagine if this is your first time tuning into this podcast and you didn't know that tech issues are like our brand, you know? This is like our bit. This is what we do. I wonder if uh I wonder if he is restarting his whole PC right now. Oh, Bear's mom's in chat. Hi, Bear Mom. I don't know if Luna stepped on his keyboard. Discord muted on Windows. All of these are great possibilities, chat, to which I wish I could help. Um, anyways, I guess I'll talk about my finals matchup, and then Barrett can give us his, uh, whenever he comes back. Oh, he's on the way back. Hello? Can you hear me? Bro, I I can't hear (laughs) (laughs) you. Nothing happened, I don't understand. Oh, man, okay. (laughs) I restarted my Discord client, it's just broken! (laughs) What has happened, man? We're, I'm just telling him in chat to give us his finals prediction. That's uh, how... Give us your finals prediction? Okay, nice. I don't I don't think Luna was up here. <laughs> oh, I found the issue. Oh, boy. My voice meter banana uh-huh. is uh, not working. The uh-huh. program has died, so mm. along with that, my sounds have died. Mm. Uh, yeah, my headset's on. Uh, Could you my, restart like, that program? I have a program that mixes the audios, and it just died. It's just not working. Um, wait, let me see if I can change. Hold on, I can fix this. He can fix it, ladies and gentlemen. He can do it. He can fix it. He's in the process of fixing it. He's got incredible focus. Never mind, right I can't now. fix it. He can't fix it, ladies and gentlemen. I came in confident. <laughs> he can't. But I swapped all of them and then. You think this is work. getting edited for YouTube? Absolutely zero chance. Uh, finals is, predictions. No, restart the well, program. My final predictions 
would be I did I did turn it off and then I turned it off and I turned it back on and it didn't it didn't do anything. Oh, okay. He's on it. He tried. Okay, my headset just turned off actually now. <laughs> oh no. Now we're multiple steps away from being. It'd be able funny to if I called aggro and then we just did it that way. Wait, you let can. me just restart my computer. I'll be right back. Okay, he's restarting his computer, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be right back. Good lord. Okay. I'll give you my finals prediction then. I've got Warriors up against the Ferryman. Uh, man, this set, the, the, the Warriors, I think, are the hardest team to predict because they win hard and lose hard the majority of the time, I think. Um, so this could be... Like, I, I don't think it's that insane um, if the Warriors, like, win two in a row against the Ferrymen, right? And the Ferrymen come back and reverse sweep them. I don't think it's that insane if the Ferrymen go up 2-0 and then lose two in a row and then close it out in game five. Um, the Warriors could sweep them. They could get swept. Like, I, I think that it being a 3-0 or a 3-2 are equally likely in either direction. Um, cause that's just the type of team the Warriors are, in my opinion. Um, I really hope it's a three, two. I really hope it isn't a three Oh, uh, one way or the other man. You know, I think, I think it's going to be very common to predict the, the ferryman. And I do think they're going to be able it to didn't do fix it. it. It didn't fix it, ladies and gentlemen. It didn't. And we get the egg profile picture there for Barra. Um, he's back. Oh, visually. this is some great timing. Yeah. Uh, I'll call him. Wait, you still want my prediction? I have to load up the chat again. I'm just going to call him. Here we go. So that way he can hear me. Um, call on the phone. It's ringing. This is good. Um, this is good podcast content for the. I guess I don't know if Answer I should start talking. I don't know if Agro is talking. Answer your phone. That's oh. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Barry. Uh, hey, buddy. Listen to my voice this way. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This will. That'll work. Yeah. I'm gonna put you down. Can you still hear me? Uh, yeah, I can tell you. Okay, boy. What a podcast episode this is for us, huh? Um. Well, the audio worked in the beginning, just not at the end. Right, and that's just a different... 2024, new podcast, new us, new year. Um, yeah, thank you. So I decided that we had too many similar predictions. Um, and uh-huh. so I have gone 3-1 Warriors uh, for Levi's Warriors. Um, in course. fact, I, I said specifically that the Warriors are going to lose game one and then win three in a row to beat the Leviathans. That's, that's my prediction, okay? That's a very bold prediction. Thank you. Now it's time for the finals. And I've been saying that I think that it is equally likely that this set is a 3-0 or a 3-2 in any direction. For me, because the Warriors are such a volatile team. But for you, it's the Leviathans. So what what do you think your finals ends up looking like with the Ferryman Leviathans? Um That's a that's a very hyped match because it's Baskin versus Fine, okay. Yep. And both, in my opinion, deserve a ring. Um, that's 
That's crazy. Uh, I think I would go Ferryman still. Okay. Um, and I think it would be three one Ferryman. Three one Ferryman over the Levi's. Uh, okay. Yeah, I also I want an MVP prediction from you. MVP would be. With Warriors being so strong, I would go with Baskin. Baskin, I like it. I think it's a yeah. I, I think it's a strong call. I feel like just with how much space I saw good Warriors players making, it's just going to be, in my opinion, a solo-driven worlds. Uh-huh. And I think solo-driven worlds make the best worlds. Uh-huh. Um, like Benji Kakolin, I will remember that until the day I die. Yep. Um. And yeah, I I feel like if if a solo leader on any team doesn't get MVP, I will be shocked. And Interesting. Okay. I will say that solo leaders deserve it because I think that role is crazy good right now with the space that they can create on top of being able to kill people. Um, and yeah, I I I just think it's a solo meta. All right. In that time, I've made my decision as well. Uh, I'm going 3-2 Ferryman. And here's how it's going down. The Warriors are winning two in a row and then getting reverse swept by the Ferryman. That's my that's my hard and what? fast prediction. Uh, and I'm also saying Wooney MVP. There we go. Oh. We got Worlds locked up. We both have the Ferryman winning. Uh, would you take the field or the Ferryman? Would I take the field or the ferryman? Right, like, uh, if you had to pick, do you think it's more likely the ferryman win or that any other team wins? Ferryman. Wow, really? I would take the field. I'm I'm picking the ferryman, but I would still take the field. I think that they are the best, but they aren't... Unbeatable? Unbeatable, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that that team at Worlds is just going to be too good. Unless something comes out that they have to ban and that changes the way that they want to pick and ban against teams. Um, like we talked about earlier with Dragons. Um, like if Dardes comes out with some crazy stuff um, that needs to be banned, I can't imagine... Like if it's if it's normal Smite, I can't imagine Ferryman losing. Um, sure. which we talked about earlier um, with teams like cheesing them or dragons like playing unconventionally um, but something needs to be different for ferrymen to lose a game in my opinion um, and I do think the only team that can beat them is leviathans um, mm. but I think by finals time I think ferrymen will be a little too experienced in the meta and also being able to see a lot of Levi's games and also Levi's being a more traditional team. But I think that the only way Ferrymen are going to lose in this tournament will be in the finals. Yeah, I don't know. I think if, like, Neon in chat asked the percentage of the top three winning versus the other five, if the Dragons can beat the Ferrymen, then they can beat anyone. Um, yeah. In fact, if the Dragons beat the Ferrymen, they're winning, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, because that means they're playing with a lot of momentum. Now, the chances of them beating the Ferryman aren't great, but they're better than 
I don't know. I think I'd give them more than 10%. Um, not a lot more. Like, they're less than 25. Maybe yeah, like, I'd give them, like, 5%. I think I'd give them, like, 15 which is not great odds. You know, I'm not putting a bet on 15%, but I don't know. It's not It's not nothing. You just um, start talking to the crowd around you like, you guys want to bet on yeah, this? Yeah, anyone, anyone want to put some, put some gems put on this game? Put Actually, a dollar in? Actually, thank you for reminding me. Snoopy owes me five gems for uh, for the King set. Um, we were watching it. I haven't gotten that yet. Thanks for reminding me. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So we both have Ferryman winning. We both have Baskin as MVP. Uh, that would be a very hype Worlds indeed, if that's the case. Um, all right, time for the random question of the week, of course, from our community Discord. Seafog, uh, a very relevant one here. When do you start packing before a trip? Let me tell you this. I'm leaving my house at like 3.30 a.m. Thursday morning. So I'm going to bed at my house Wednesday night, waking up in the middle of the night, driving to get my shuttle to the airport. I will not pack until I'm about to go to bed Wednesday night. Um, I'm packing the night before at the earliest. If I'm leaving like in the afternoon, let's say I'm not leaving my house until 2 p.m., I'm packing it like noon um, that day i cannot be asked to pack earlier than that don't try to get me to pack earlier than that it won't work you just said the most destiny thing to me (laughs) it won't work i won't do it no matter how much you want me to i won't Uh uh-huh it's just like something in my brain will not let me do this i'm sorry it will not happen and i can't and i'm like okay yep (laughs) um I would say, regardless of the time, the next day, the night before. And also, I will not be washing clothes the night before until like 8 p.m. if I need it. And so that way I will be staying up to get clean clothes to pack before I go. Because I've done that on basically like all of my land trips. Um, I'm always packing the night before, regardless of the time that I leave the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always a late night. Like, it will always be like... 11 midnight or 1 when I end up going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving my house at like 3.30. I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get that night. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's going to be rough, for sure. Um, Seafog has another good question. I wonder what happened to you this day, Seafog, to ask this question. How many owls would you have to see in one day before you became suspicious about the number of owls you'd seen that day? Uh, honestly i would say like three i think because two would be like oh that's really cool like i've seen two owls a day i'd be like pog champion uh three (laughs) three i would be like what's going on here like why are there so many owls around here like i would to question it it would be three like i would just be very confused for because i i never normally see an owl like ever um yeah and one i would say that's really cool two i'd be like wow like i really saw like two owls today. that's actually Pong crazy. Champion. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm Pong champion I, I would say something andy would say yeah um and then three i would be like okay this is weird like someone's it, going it depends a lot going. on how i see the owl and how the owl sees me uh because if i see one owl 
that's fine, no matter what. But all I'm saying is if I see the second owl and I like see it from behind, right? And then it does the thing where it like full oh. turns its head around to look me right in the eyes, I'm instantly freaked. Uh, <laughs> like that that's gonna get me on owl number two. Uh, owl number one could do that to me and I could rub you know, I could I could get past that. If owl number mm-hmm. two does that to me, if I see owl three, it's on site for me in that owl. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotta defend myself. Um, yeah, something's going down. So, yeah. It could be two. It could be three. If all three are chill, the fourth one would freak me out no matter what, I think. Uh, mm. But it's all dependent on how they and how we lock eyes, um, for sure. Uh, and then last but not least, we have Neon um, asking, do you think you'd be friends with a clone of yourself? No. Really? I don't think so. I feel like I would get on my own nerves. Interesting. I think I would be I, with myself. I would definitely I get like, on my own nerves, but that's fine. I I will. Would I know it's a clone of myself? That's a good question. That's key. Or would it just be a person that is exactly like me, but I wouldn't be aware that? It, like, would it just be like? I wonder a if this is a question person? that like a therapist would normally ask. You know. Like, does this does this give some insight into how how we view ourselves, like, in general? I don't know. Probably. I maybe I'm overthinking so. it. And by maybe, I mean always. That's kind of my brand. Uh, well, I like thinking, like, in my head. I wouldn't want someone to be <laughs> I like... hate when my thinking gets out of my head. It's so annoying. <laughs> well, I have to track it down. It's so annoying. If you're, like... If you're friends with yourself, they would just be saying everything that you're thinking out loud. Right? I guess they would be thinking the same thoughts that you're thinking. So that I, they'd they be thinking be the same thoughts that I'm thinking if we were in the same situation. But the, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming they aren't sleeping in my bed at night, you know? They're sleeping in their own bed. It's a different well, version of you. It's living a different life in some capacity. So it's just what you would be like in that in that, in that that scenario. So it's like a different universe of me... In your would universe. I, would I say the same things? Um, if you yourself were in the exact same scenario as the clone, then yes, you would say the same things. But you so if we're aren't. right next to each other, we would just be repeating everything that we're saying. No, because you wouldn't have done the same things the clone had done earlier that day. You know, like how you react to a situation is influenced by everything that's happened to you in your life up until that point. You know? So it's a clone of me, but not me. Well, that depends. Now we're getting philosophical up in here, Barry. Well, is it a clone of me, or is it a clone? <laughs> it's a clone of, of me you that's lived a different life. life that's how I'm taking this question for me on. It's a clone of you that's lived a different life. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I'd be friends for sure. I definitely would be friends with mine. Well, yeah. Depends if, how different the it, life is. I could see a version of me that lived a different life that I would not want to be friends with. Uh, but if they're chill. Then yeah, yeah, I would, I would be friends with myself for sure. If, if like if I got cloned life. today, and then they split off and we met in like a year, I would definitely be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I changed my answer. I would be friends. Nice. I think that means we have healthy views of ourselves. Uh, Good. That's all. The, that's all there is to it. Um, Good therapy session. Good therapy session, everyone. Okay. Uh, thanks everyone for watching slash listening. 
I hope you're, I'm going to see some of you at Worlds. If, if you see me at Worlds, please uh, come up, say hi. Please have also washed your hands recently. People are getting sick a lot. I just got over having COVID. Oh. Um, but I really don't want to bring any sickness back to my little kid. Uh, so that's just a good tip in general. Uh, but I would appreciate it. Um, you know, that's, that's true. Um, but yeah, I'm, I would love to get a picture with you, talk to you. Uh, I'm sorry if I don't recognize your name. It's very different hearing someone's like IGN spoken out instead of reading it on a page. Um, but yeah, please come up and say hi. Uh, and let's talk about how stinky Barra is for not being there. Um, yeah, just take all these pictures and send them to me and be like, oh, you're missing out. I would love that. Yeah, um, we will. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I hang up. If you're prone to getting sick, I would... If you're going to Worlds, I would highly recommend to wear know. a mask. Um, he doesn't know. In our office, <laughs> uh, COVID is going around as well as RSV. Um that's the bad one. And if you're one. if you're gonna see any like loved ones or anything recently after Worlds, then I would just highly recommend uh, wearing a mask and yes, or he's doing, right on this. This is such a troll podcast. Like now. juicing up on vitamin C or doing whatever you need to. to yep. uh I'm gonna scare him. Take care of him. Wait. Okay, <laughs> just realized <laughs> that was so troll. That you was hung so, up on me. That was so troll. I accidentally hung up on you, and I was like, "Guys, I hung up," but he doesn't know yet. <laughs> and you, and you were just I was just, yeah, I was looking over. I had the stream, and I was like, "Wait, we're talking at the same time." <laughs> Wait, something went <laughs> no, wrong. I told on myself. That's so unlucky. Uh, no, what you were spitting? Um, that's all there is. Yeah, to I it. don't know what part I was spitting at because you hung up on me. Well, that's you know, I just didn't want to get sick from you having all these sicknesses all the time. Um, oh, that's fair. And you were spinning, like I was saying. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Hope to see you all at Worlds. If you aren't going to Worlds, enjoy watching it. We'll be back after Worlds is done to talk about it. Um, probably have a guest on from one of the winning team. From the winning team, uh, it should be a lot of fun, a lot of exciting stuff. So can't wait. Can't believe it's finally here. Um, yeah, the phone was real, yo. Mabera's uh, audio stopped working. This was the only way for us to continue podcasting. Wait, it would be yeah. good. This is—is is this a good bit where you and I both have the phone and then we're both looking like on, like we're we're looking at each other on the overlay? Like this is this is a good bit. <laughs> this is how podcasts should be, you know, just two dudes talking on the phone. <laughs> well, it's what weird. a podcast is. It's weird having the phone up to my ear and hearing you twice. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, wait, I'm. No, you should no. No, yeah, don't no, mute. I no, don't. Yeah, yeah. Do not mute. Um. Okay. Yeah, we're done anyways. Okay. Uh. Yeah. See you next time. Thanks for watching. Uh. Barra, you know what to do. Bye. Over the phone. Good. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.